<laughs> Shall we begin? Welcome to the Savage Monster Cast. I'm your host, Scott Marchand Davis of Happy Monster Press. Let's begin now. This week on the Happy Monster Cast, we interview Frankie and Frank of the Roll20 Gang and Savage Rifts. Hi, my name is Frank, and I'm playing Click, a Tremador Techno Wizard. Okay, welcome back to the Happy Monster Cast, Frank, and uh, thank you for joining me tonight for a player interview. Pleasure to be here. So as uh, listeners to the podcast know, you're a member of the Roll20 gang, which is the regular crew that's currently playing through Savage Rifts. How long have you been gaming? He gads. I have to do the math now. Since high school, so yeah, close to 30 years now. Off and on. And uh, so off and on, what uh, kept you coming back? Uh, I I am a big fan of stories and storytelling and kind of all things fantasy, as well as just being, you know, if we were describing in game terms, I am the standard nerd loadout. Huge fan of movies, huge fan of comic books, and just, uh, uh, you know, enjoy sitting around, you know, generally sitting around a table, talking with a bunch of good friends and uh, playing a cooperative game and kind of seeing where things lead. Okay. So uh, let's take, let's put the Wayback Machine on. Okay. Going back to that high school start, uh, what was the first game you played? Uh, first game I played was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition. I managed to bypass Second Edition somehow. So, <laughs> other than uh, in the computer game format, uh, do you remember anything about your first campaign? Well, I remember that I got turned onto it by a friend in, in a community theater group who had a best friend who was one of those guys that bought every book in the world and was writing his own adventures and had just hours and hours and hours of gameplay that he had content he generated himself. So, um, you know, full disclosure, I don't think I've ever actually played a, a, a packaged adventure. Every group I've ever been with, had, it's been something that the, the GM has, has kind of whipped up themselves. Ah, okay. That, I think, makes you a little bit unusual. I was going to say, I think I've been spoiled in that case. You know, I've... <laughs> Been gaming with a bunch of really creative people. So, do you remember what what you played as far as character class and anything about your character in that first game? I was a wizard. <laughs> yeah, I was me a too. Wizard with four <laughs> hit points. <laughs> hey, you rolled well. Yeah, I, I ended that adventure with eight hit points. I was also a wizard, although I started a bit younger. Uh, this was just before junior high, and. I had so much cash because I rolled well for gold. I didn't know what to spend it on. So I Mm. bought a horse and (laughs) uh, which worked out really well because when the rest of the party was wiped out by goblins, I could ride away. Running away is a good thing to do for a wizard (laughs) in the old times. Especially when the rest of your party has been wiped out. Oh, yeah. So aside from AD&D, Second Edition and Savage Worlds, have you played any other uh, role-playing game systems? Well, after AD&D... It was a, a kind of the wilderness years for about five or ten years, and then I got into a group that was D and D three point oh, and then we went up to three point five, and we were at four point oh when I had to leave the group because they moved south to Grafton. Gotcha. And I stayed North Shore. It was also my first experience with doing Dungeons and Dragons over you know the webcam or remotely, and um, it did not go as well as it does now. 
I'm not sure why. I think it was that group was very um, close knit around the table. Ah, uh, okay. And there wasn't a lot of where we are now, what we're doing right now. The, the people are used to playing remotely, so we will pause to let other people speak. That and is an important thing. You know, yeah. It's tough to do when the other six people are sitting around a table drinking <laughs> beer and um, you're the guy on the webcam. Yeah, I actually record my in-person game for the purposes of transcribing and blogging about it later. And I will definitely say that it is much more challenging to deal with that transcript, especially when there are side conversations going on about anime or uh, what the dog is doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Of the various characters you played, uh, what was your most memorable one? The last character I played before this... I was uh, a gnomish wizard who I tend to always play characters that tinker. So he he was he was a gnome who was um, elitist and racist towards the taller races and liked to put things together and take things apart. And um, during the course of the game, had found a way to enchant a medium large cauldron to basically make himself the Baba Yaga. Awesome. So he was floating around twenty feet off the ground, wherein he had uh, cut a small portal in the the bottom side of the cauldron, so he could just kind of stuff his hands out and fireball people from the air. That is excellent. I, I was working on the TARDIS because at the time <laughs> I had Mordenkainen's mansion <laughs> all set up, where you could just open a portal in the top and enter into an eight room apartment. But I figured at that point he would be a, you know a little too overpowered. Oh, that is very cool. That was a lot of fun. That was we actually that that adventure. He managed to sell basically sell the Brooklyn Bridge to a town. Okay, so tinkerers definitely, and sounds like wizards. But are there any other common threads among the kinds of characters that you like to play? Very infrequently do I play the stabby guy that stands up front. I tend to play the guy that sits in the back and kind of spews information when necessary. When I was playing the the AD and D second edition, because there were a few different groups I was involved with, I tended to make the characters all related. So depending on the adventure. If, We started on one. He started another one that was a couple hundred years later. So I was the great, great grandson. And they all tended to be kind of in the the same family hierarchy, doing the same family job. Okay, But no, they all tend to be, you know, magic users of of some sort. Or for a while, we had a small group that was playing cyberpunk and uh, I was a fixer. Ah, okay, that's cool. So basically, you know, the tank would go in and get all beat up and I'd be behind literally, you know, riding his back with a wrench, putting him back together. (laughs) Okay, so when you're creating... Creating a character, how do you approach that? Do you start with a backstory, a concept? Do you look at what the party needs? What, what's your general approach to building a character? I tend to start with what the party needs. Initially, that started off with I was always kind of the person that was joining the party after it had been created. So, it, you know, it would be, so what do you got? You know, do you need another tank? Do you need a rogue? What do you need? But it, it's kind of become my, my de facto way of thinking of thinking about how to create a character. Personal preference, generally, he's going to be some kind of a magic user, but um. I I like to make sure that, you know, I I am something that will fit in and function well with the other people I'm playing with. Okay, so when it comes to the actual gameplay, uh, what's your approach to role playing? How do you like to do that? I do like to... I will tell you when I made this character, I did sit down for, you know, many nights and come up with a, with a, a whole tremendous backstory of where he fit in, or, you know, kind of how he got to where he got, which as we go, maybe, hopefully I will get to drop a little more of that in. I like to buy just gaming books, so I will sit home some nights and just kind of roll up fun and interesting characters just to see what I can come up with. I was just doing that today as it happens. My next project is going to be a science fiction setting book for Savage Worlds. Oh, cool. So uh, I noticed that in the Christmas and July sale for Drive Through RPG, that uh, the Traveler new edition was on sale. I don't know if that's a game you ever ran into. I haven't, but 
The name sounds intriguing. Traveler is an old dog. I first ran into it in, I'm going to say 1984, maybe 85 in a hobby store. So it's it's been around a long time. And it's kind of interesting because the character generation is a mini game. Okay. It's a mini game where you can actually die. Four hours and we haven't created any character. Yeah, you can roll up a character that ends up dead or severely debilitated before it ever gets to the table. Interesting. Which, kind of, which also makes it kind of fun because you're going through this mini adventure as you're uh, as you're playing it out and that's something they preserved in the new edition so you kind of roll things up and then you can do things like i'm gonna roll to go to college and then i'm gonna roll to see if i graduate <laughs> and if you, i'm gonna roll to get a job oh i can't get a job well i either need to put myself in for the draft or i can be a drifter for this period of time and based on the jobs you have you pick up skills and also pick up various benefits which can include cash but also other fun things up to and including a uh, partially mortgaged Starship. Interesting. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I was just running through the new system to uh, try out making some characters and I would say roughly 50% of them ended up either suboptimal or downright unplayable and one of them actually did get killed. (laughs) You need better dice. I think I do need better dice. That's cool, though. If you have a character that's got a flaw, that could be a lot of fun to play. It can, yeah. And you get some really cool backstory out of this. One, I think my favorite one that I, that I rolled up today was he started off as a barbarian. So he was on a low-tech world doing barbarian stuff with his, his broadsword and his horses and stuff. And then he made a contact with a galactic anthropologist that he fell for. And so he followed that guy off planet and joined his scientific research team and spent most of the rest of his career uh, as a field researcher. So he ended up with this weird mix of primitive and scientific skills and in the party would probably have slotted in primarily as the medic. That's wonderful. That's the kind of wackiness you can get into with Traveler. It's definitely worth checking out. So looking back at your role, your role-playing game career, uh, what was your favorite campaign or favorite adventure and why? Well, this one is getting up there, but probably the number one right now and probably because I was in it the longest was the group I mentioned that moved to Grafton. Oh, okay. They actually, st- <laughs> when I joined the group, we were playing in New Hampshire. So they, they kind of traveled south progressively as as the year went on years went on i was in it for about three years um and i popped in two years into the adventure that had already been running and it was um the gm is somebody that the group that was playing this was their their once a month game where they also got together once a week and everyone took a turn playing gm so these are these were guys that had been playing for consistently playing for decades and he had written a story that he thought was going to take about two years to play and um yeah we they got when they got when they hit the the five or six year mark they just decided they had to wrap it up because people were getting married and and moving away but um it was a a kind of a an expansive world that um i don't know i'm trying to think of how to describe it it sounds like a cool one though i have a a friend who i have not unfortunately been able to connect up with for roll 20 who lives in Minnesota. And I, I gamed with her in college along with Brendan and Jung Soo. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but her husband has been running a campaign more or less continuously with the same group of people since then. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, they've been through several generations of characters now where it's like, I'm playing the guy who's my great grandson from the original character. And it's been, it's quite a story. I did, he did run for me 
and some of the other folks in who are in our group at one point when he came out to visit. So uh, that was pretty cool. That's yeah. This, this was one where he would we'd come in and that month he'd start off. He'd be like, I got something new to try. And we would sit down around the table and the adventure would start unfolding. And generally about a half an hour, 45 minutes in, you knew what he had been watching on television that week. So we had one one month where it was a six hour session. About three hours in, we realized he had been watching Friday the 13th. We were fighting Jason in a medieval setting, you know, hunting down the zombie, getting, you know, the, the mask of blood vision and, and doing all of this. Stuff. <laughs> At some other point, he had watched some New Zealand action movie, the Tongan Ninja, it was called. So every boss battle we fought was a character from this movie. Sat down, figured out what their powers were, rolled up the characters, and that's what we were fighting. That's very cool. Yeah. So if you were talking to somebody who was interested in getting into role-playing games, had never done it before, what kind of advice would you give them? Find a friendly group. Start there. Find, you know, find a group of people that you can get along with that are kind of willing to walk you along and, you know, at least at the beginning, hold your hand a little bit. Find a group where people like the story more than the dice roll and, you know, whipping out rulers on the map. I've been in adventures where guys brought aeronautical charts to the game because they wanted to show that their character could fly X amount of speed to catch up with whatever. <laughs> hey, if that's what floats your boat, that's great. Personally, I'd rather get on with the plot and watch the characters do cool things or not. You know, sometimes messing up can be just as much fun as not. In terms of systems, depends on the person I'm talking to. You know, if, if you're a math person, I might recommend something like D&D. And honestly, you may go for some of the older versions. A lot of the, the newer stuff, they tend to go a little, you know, wibbly wobbly on the on the, the rolling of the math just to kind of make it fit the adventure. I'm actually trying to put together right now uh, I've been on drive through RPG to look for a couple other things. I'm, I'm trying to put together a Hero Kids game for my daughters. Oh, cool. They're interested in doing some of this, but I don't know if they're ready for all of the you can jump this much to get over that wall so make that dice roll to do this i might also recommend some of the card games like it, it's it's not really role playing but when you start to play some of the games like munchkin oh yeah you, know, you can kind of you can be in character messing with people around the table and you know sometimes that can be just as much fun and you can start to kind of introduce some of the fantasy elements and be like if you like this why don't we throw it on a map and do some other stuff i'm also a big fan of dungeon the board game which is a, a good tabletop entry yeah, that is a good one. And there's there's some newer things that have come out from Seamon like, and others like Gloomhaven that are kind of a good entry point where it's more structured than a straight up role playing game, but it has a lot of the same feel. How about somebody who is new to Savage Worlds in particular, maybe had played D&D, but was coming into Savage Worlds as you came in? Uh, what kind of advice would you have for them? <laughs> Roll 20 is your best friend. It does the math for you. <laughs> <laughs> Read the books. It, uh, uh, my biggest hurdle with Savage Worlds is that it's so configurable. And I, I probably should have picked more of a pointy stabby kind of character to begin with, at least in the first game we played when we were doing the, um, the, the Call of Cthulhu game. That was probably something where I should have focused a little more on the offense and a little less on the trying to figure out how to make street smarts and intelligence and wonky powers work. Because uh, generally with, with a lot of these games, the mechanics of the offensive characters tend to be a lot easier to figure out to begin with. You have this weapon, you roll these dice, you do this, as opposed to, you know, you have these powers that you can use to do 87 other things with, or you have this skill that lets you have this tremendous list of powers. 
now memorize them all. Yeah, that's that's a much bigger challenge. One thing that uh, is traditional advice also for Savage Worlds, especially for people coming over from D&D is as the game master, don't start them on fantasy because it seems to be easier for people to adjust if they're not playing in that pre-programmed state where they're like, I think I know how this should work. If you put them into a pulp setting or science fiction or steampunk or something like that, they aren't expecting character classes and armor class and hit points and things. And so it seems to be a little bit of an easier transition for people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There is a little bit of a culture shock when you when you get to the whole, you know, you're wounded, you're shaken versus, you know, they lop 20 hit points off of you. You can keep going. All right. So appreciate you joining us tonight and uh, look forward to seeing how the can- the Savage Rifts campaign unfolds. I've got a lot of surprises in, on deck for you guys. I'm looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun right now. I, I, I am enjoying making things and frustrating Jung. I plan on letting the verbal diarrhea come out a little more as we progress. That'll be good. All right. So we'll see you when we game. Hi, my name is Frankie. I'm playing Kuva, a Simvin Burster. All right. Welcome back to the Happy Monster Cast. I'm here with Frankie, who is our favorite Simbin monster rider from Savage Rifts. How are you doing, Frankie? Good. I'm doing good. Thank you. So to start off, uh, how long have you been playing role-playing games? Ooh, um, I've been playing role-playing games. Uh, if we're talking about just in general, I've been playing ooh, Final Fantasy on the Nintendo and Dragon Warrior on the Nintendo since I was about six. So I would say over 20 years going on 25 years now <laughs> so long time how about uh, tabletop games oh tabletop games um that's a different beast entirely i would say probably about seven years now okay so relatively short time compared to some of the other folks we've talked to yeah unless we're talking about specifically uh pen and paper like rpgs if we're talking about uh D, i've been playing that for a bit longer i would say i have more experience with that probably about 15, 16 years with that. Okay. What kept you going with it? My mom's boyfriend, uh, my stepfather, he um, he was big into uh, playing D&D specifically. He had, he got into uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons and he also played the Oriental Adventures version of it back in the day. And so um, he would bring me to some of his get-togethers when I was younger. Okay, cool. So do you remember the very first game that you played and what do you remember about it? Yes, I remember, I don't remember a whole man, a whole lot of details, but um, it was one of uh, the get-togethers with my stepfather, where um, it was a big crowd of his friends, and I was playing with him. And um, it was a mock character I made off of um, a PlayStation game, like a Final Fantasy game. Um, and it was not a very memorable session, but it was my first introduction into uh, just a pen and paper world from that point on. Oh, okay. So we know you've played Dungeons and Dragons and Savage Worlds. Uh, have you ever played any other game systems? Nope. Uh, nope. I've seen, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Oriental Adventures, but I've never actually played it. Um, but nope, no, that's been it, really. So thinking thinking about D&D and the other games that you've played, what do you think was your most memorable character? One of my buddies, um, his name is Ian. Um, we uh, He ran a campaign for a while, and I got to play a orc, a half-orc. Uh, his name was Dagmar, and he got to wield a great sword. I think that was probably one of my, my, my most memorable uh, campaign, just because I got to uh, wield the character that I really enjoyed, just a big brute, and I got to uh, wield a great sword I always wanted to be 
kind of a mercenary-ish character. I eventually ended up getting my own encampment, and um, it was really fun. So is that the kind of character you typically like to play, or is there is there a typical kind of character that you like to play? Yeah, usually I like to play um, the kind of uh, tanky, brute, just kind of mercenary-ish characters. But I do like to kind of branch out. I, I would like to play wizards every now and then. But I do like to I do like to stray toward um, the more. Uh, I don't know if I want to say nefarious or ne'er do well type of characters, but I do like to have my own ambitions when it comes to the party. I don't necessarily want to be a leader, though a lot of uh, parties I have joined try to push me to be that kind of character. I'd rather be more like a side uh, a side character that also um, has his own ambitions. Though they might not be the best for the party. <laughs> okay. So when you're building a character, what's your preferred approach? Do you kind of think about backstory? Do you have an idea of what the character should look like? Are you trying to fill a need in the party? How do you approach that? Honestly, with these systems and when I play any RPG, I always look at the gameplay elements first. I like all the meta details when it comes to these games. And so I'm really into the core gameplay. And so I always look at abilities, stats, like, and things like that. So I base my character around that first, and then I'll create the, the character from that point on. So when you do uh, role-playing in particular in the, in the session, what? how do you like to do that? I try to do my best to stay in the mindset of my character. It, it really depends on the character that I'm playing. I do also try to keep in mind on... If, especially if we're in a tight-knit group on trying to be aware of how I can best help the party as well, depending on what we're doing. But I do try to try my best to uh, play my character as best as my character would be like in the situation, try to live in their shoes, in other words. Okay. If you think about the campaigns and adventures that you've played, uh, what's your favorite that you've played? Um, I believe, um, like I said earlier, I referenced the, the campaign that one of my uh, friends have run. I believe that was my, my favorite out of all of them. It was an old school D&D setting. I think, I believe it was like first edition D&D, not even necessarily advanced um, Dungeons and Dragons. It was run on the first system. And it was pretty hard. Um, it was one of the more difficult campaigns and that's where I got to play my half orc uh, great sword wielding character. We had a lot of uh, good adventures of dungeon crawling and uh, it was so difficult that a lot of times the GM would put out um, just like random ghouls that you think wouldn't, wouldn't really pose much of a threat but it would end up almost team wiping our entire party. We'd have to leave a dungeon really early but because it was such a mortal campaign it was really exciting to about. But it was a long-running campaign too so that was also really appealing um, it was something that i constantly get to build onto my character and uh, really get invested in okay and then if you were talking to somebody who is new to role-playing games just getting started what kind of advice would you give to that player i would say uh to think outside the box with your character and um when you get into uh any situation of possible combat or danger or just um situation of which you might not know what the answer is to kind of look through through your uh, any possible scenario around you or even come up with a scenario to try to uh, just use your imagination, in other words, to cater through your options to try to fix the scenario or fix whatever's going on. Sometimes you can create the answer to your 
problem that you're working with. The system, a lot of the systems that you play will allow you to do that, especially if you're running with a really good games master or a dungeon master. And if you were talking to somebody who maybe has played some role-playing games before, but has never played Savage Worlds before, is there any advice you'd give to that person? Yes. Uh, take notice and um, take fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think those are both very, very good pieces of advice. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Frankie, and uh, looking forward to continuing your adventures in Savage Rifts. No problem. It was, uh, it was fun. The Happy Monster Cast is a production of Happy Monster Press. Any products discussed are the property of their respective owners. All other items are the intellectual property of Happy Monster Press. Find us at www.happymonsterpress.com or as Happy Monster Press on Twitter, Facebook, MeWe, and Pashpost. Theme music, Jason Shaw's Ice Cold. Oh, Shaw. <laughs>